week's episode is brought to you by Support the Mountain's Herbal Parasite Cleanse. This formula targets the small and large intestinal tracts and larvae, the most broad-spectrum formula available today. 100% organic, formulated by Dr. Mikio Sanki, author of the Esoteric Acupuncture Series. For 10% off your first bottle, visit shopyogahub.com and use the coupon code CLEANSE at checkout. Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. Hello, I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. It's a very, very special day today because look who I have with me. <laughs> Dr. Glenn Woolman from Magical Medical Tour is joining me today because it is that much of an exciting day. We have a very special guest and today we are speaking on Tibetan astrology. How blessed are we to enter a new realm of astrology today. What do you think, Dr. Ullman? Well, first of all, I'm happy to be here in your realm. Uh, from all of us on Magical Medical Tour, I'd like to say hello to you. <laughs> <laughs> and to Segovia and all of Yoga Hub. It's great to be here, and this is going to be a great show. I know mm -hmm. that uh, because it's, it's not just astrology, it's also a little bit of medical astrology. It's about health yes. and healing, so that's important to me. And to all of our viewers. Yes, yes. Now, now truly, it's uh, it's even beyond combinatorial medicine, isn't it? Never. <laughs> never beyond combinatorial. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Almost got that one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I guess maybe because it is TOL, I should. Oh, yes. It's definitely beyond combinatorial <laughs> medicine. You are right, Christina. <laughs> so today, please join us with our very, very special guest to welcome. Sering Chosen of the Menti Kong uh, organization. It is an institution uh, began in Tibet, I think, in 1969. In 1969. 1916. In Tibet. And 1961 in India. Oh, my goodness. So it's been. Three established. Three establishments? Oh, re established re Oh my goodness. Okay. So, so Tsering, can you tell us a little bit about this organization and what it encompasses? Yeah, in Tibetan uh, uh, Medical Astrological Institute, it was re-established by His Holiness the 14th Dalai Lama uh, in Dharamsala, India, north, northern India. And, you know, at the time, you know, it was re-established in 1961, you know, they were just, uh, you know, like, as we all know, that um, the situation from every aspect wasn't that uh, sort of, you know, very well developed and, you know, just begin with a very small stuff. And now, you know, we have grown in such a way that uh, we are already with 53 years of the institution and then we have uh, in like we have around uh, 56 branches all over India and Nepal mm. Mm. taking care of uh, the health of or the well-being of the people around. Oh, what a blessing what a blessing so so um, we have heard also previously that the the people the well-being of the people are the people who don't have access to medical help. Is that correct? 
Yeah, you know, actually, you know, people, uh, they normally, you know, go with any kind of medication, but, you know, it depends on, you know, individual sort of taste or interest that, you know, we have many people, like, you know, coming to consult our doctors in different clinics all over India and Nepal. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And you are the doctor, the head doctor of astrology at the institution. Uh, in the institute, we have one medical part and one astrological part. So uh, for the medicine, we have different branches. And, and now we have some astro astrologer as well working at uh, different branch clinics. And uh, myself uh, resided in the head office of uh, the Tibetan Medical Astro Institute where we have the astrological department and I used to be uh, the in charge of the astrological department. Mm -hmm. And so, so it's, it's so interesting to me because I didn't realize that there was a Tibetan astrology until today. So that was the first time. Because you, coming, growing up here, I have heard of astrology. I've had astrological readings for, I would assume, in the Western Hemisphere, I do believe that's the... the not the lunar cal calendar system, but the is that the solar calendar system that the yeah in the west they use the solar calendar mm -hmm. while in our case we use the solar lunar calendar you can call it solar lunar because I know the Chinese use the lunar calendar I don't yeah. I don't believe that they mix the two uh, but in Tibetan they yeah. have solar and lunar together yeah we use this together because according to uh, the Western calendar I mean. The solar system, they have 365 days in a year while, you know, like we have, uh, I can call that, you know, 371 or, you know, like when we work this together, then we have, uh, as you say, that after 65 half months, you know, we are going to have one intercalary month. That's an extra month. An extra month. How would you like an extra month in your year? <laughs> well, first, it depends on the year. <laughs> if it's a good year, I love it. <laughs> and the ones that are not as good, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> so, so um, when when I, mean, I really would love to know how you began this. Is this something that you always wanted to do in childhood? Was astrology? Actually, you know, during my childhood, you know, I have been grown up in Tibetan settlement in, uh, you know, Tibetan settlement Moongod in South India. So I did my schooling there and uh, soon after, you know, I finished my schooling, you know, there's been an opportunity, you know, actually at that time, I, I do not know anything about astrology, you know, if I tell you the truth, you know, I think that this is the opportunity that really came up and, you know, mm. maybe... There's a lot to do with my karma because, you know, you know that now, you know, I have my husband as an astrologer, my son as well as an astrologer. And so this is really, I consider my karma to be, uh, you know, get into this field and, you know, having studied and worked. Uh, now I have worked for, you know, like more than 25 years in this field. Mm. Um, so when you study, you, you were telling me before that it's a six-year study. Yes. Yeah, we have 
five years of tutoring and one year of internship. So it is considered six years of studies. Oh my goodness. And, and um, so after you finish, then you are then allowed to see people and help them and work with the medical, uh, the medical doctors as well? No, the thing is that while we, we were studying, uh, you know, together with the study of Tibetan astrology, we mm -hmm. call it astro science. So we are also taught some medicinal part, you know, in our daily lessons, you know, that we get from our college there. So, you know, we have quite a, you know, good knowledge from there while, you know, we were studying. Mm -hmm. And then when we graduate, then uh, normally for doctors, they need to go, like, go to other branch clinics, hmm. maybe not all, but those who are interested more in clinical things, you know, they are going to go to different branches. But uh, at the time I was graduated, there's the chance that, you know, I can stay there in the institute, work there mm -hmm. by myself, I mean, you know, in a department, particular department meant for the practice of Tibetan astroscience. Hmm. So, so we were told in a previous interview with one of your colleagues that uh, the integration of the astrology is very important with the integration of medicine. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that, like how it integrates together? Yeah, the thing is that you know, when we talk about Tibetan, uh, you know, like we say Menzikang or Tibetan Medical and Astro Institute, you know, people really get very much, you know, surprised how these two signs, you know, go mm -hmm. together. Yeah, this has a um, purpose, I mean, like based on our culture and and also based on the system we use medically and astrologically. So, you know, from medical point, whenever they have to do diagnosis, then it is very important to know that, you know, uh, about mm -hmm. the changes of the seasons and precise change of the season where medical doctors consider Tibetan astrology, especially when we have this uh, almanac done, you know, mm -hmm. there, you know, every seasonal changes is, you know, like the information all will be available in that almanac. And, you know, following that, they know about the seasonal changes and every seasonal changes has to do with the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we talk about the seasonal changes, like during the spring season, we say uh, uh, the liver pulse is predominant, much predominating, and summer season, you know, like more the heart pulse, and then with, uh, I should say, lung with the autumn season, and with the kidneys with the winter seasons, and with the four cardinals, you know, stomach and mm. spring pulse is predominant. Likewise, you know, this is in terms of. Uh, the pulse diagnosis, and when somebody you know has to go for any medication, you know general medication, they go directly to the doctors. But you know, as we have talked earlier, that when the medication doesn't respond, mm. yeah, then they come to the <clears throat> astrology to find out what is the reason behind for such a delay in you know getting really treated. Then, mm. in that sense, then. Astrologer used to take uh, information from uh, the patient that since mm -hmm. how long they have been 
you know, undergoing treatment, not not a treatment that only relates to Tibetan traditional medicine, but you know, other field of uh, treatment as well. So they come to the astrologer to find out, you know, what really is the reason behind. Then we try to find out maybe in some extent they need to really go for certain prayers or remedies, which is really necessary in order to get uh, the medication really, you know, worked for them. Mm. So this is another thing. And then uh, to get really benefited by the medicine itself. So compounding of medicine is very important that, you know, that that compounding of medicine should be done at the right time and right, you know, that's why we also look for the, you know, stars and, you know, the combination and elemental relation mm-hmm. and so on that, you know, we get really the right time to do, you know, all this compounding of medicine to mm-hmm. benefit mm-hmm. them. So, Dr. Woman, you think I might have this, a question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't, I definitely do. But it, what's interesting is, you know, for yourself, you know, uh, uh, being schooled here in the sciences and allopathic medicine, now we're hearing from the astrologer how her astrology combines with medicine. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I think that using the word astrology sometimes, especially in the West, mm. makes us think a whole way of thinking you know we have we can look in the paper every day and see our our astrology and it's so we all have this view of what astrology might be and clearly that it's on deeper levels Mm -hmm. for example a question that i might have and of course i avoided your question for me (laughs) (laughs) but i will answer it in a moment i i like it i i think it's important because as we speak about many times, it's not just the parts of the body. There's other ways and layers of thinking about how to heal people. There's emotional components. There's, in this case, karmic components and spiritual components. And I think that in Western medicine, we don't look at that as carefully, although a lot more doctors are doing that. But I think to bring something like this into it, helps to bring not just the doctor, but also the patient or the client into a sense of you have some responsibility in your own healthcare. And this points it out and and it brings the person into sharing rather than in Western medicine. So often the doctor takes care of the patient, gives them the pills, does the operation, and they just Mm -hmm. heal hope that everything works whereas in this particular case it seems more like you have to be part of your own health care i like that if i might i would like to ask your question is that all right when you spoke before about the different seasons having an organ uh, in western medicine again when i hear the word kidney i think of the kidney But in traditional Asian medicine, for example, when they speak of the kidney, it's a whole system. It's not just about the organ, the kidney. So when you're speaking about in this season, it's the lung predominating. Are you speaking specifically of the organ or are you speaking of 
this representation of all the things that the lung may bring into someone's healing? I think here in this case, you know, just uh, from my thought, you know, it's more related to that, you know, the element representing the kidney. And, you know, when we talk about kidney with water element, that means that, you know, it's weight cooling and, you know, really need to be taken care of with, you know, warm Mm -hmm. things. So during uh, winter season, you know, it's going to be very cold, obviously. So because of that, you know, it has a lot of influence on the kidney. Hmm. So what happens in the summer with the kidneys? No, with the summer, it's okay. Just it's, this is, you know, something that tells about that, you know, it just influence on pulse diagnosis. So, so every season represents one of the major organs. <clears throat> and the organs represent many things. Yeah, rather you know, than it just being yeah. Then uh, they, you know, they come to say that oh, if you they are not aware of this kid, uh, say just for winter, you know, winter season, if they are having the pulse diagnosis, if they are not aware that you know that during winter season kidney pulse is more predominating, they could make confuse and make mistaken with you know other pulses. So mm-hmm. that's why just to know that you know seasonal influence, it has been important. Mm. So, so in your department, are you trained to take the pulses as well? No, we don't do any kind of pulse diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Pulse, pulse diagnosis are done just by the doctors. And we are just uh, visited by the patients to know what is really wrong in there. So we do more the reading and guiding work. Even in case of, like, you know, when somebody comes to the astrologer to find out that, oh, whether I should go for a surgery or not, I have a pain here, there, and, you know, that kind of question, then we try to find out, oh, maybe it is not a good idea to go for, you know, surgery at this moment. Maybe, you know, you can see later on with the changes. You know, at this moment, you are more, you know, required to do this and that stuff, you know, like changes in diet and also, you know, certain remedies related with, you know, reading of uh, scripts, you know, prayers and all this, are, you know, considered more, uh, you know, necessary for that particular moment. So that that's very interesting. So, for example, if, if I was diagnosed with something very serious and... My doctor says to me that I need surgery within 72 hours or I might die. And then I come to see you to have a reading to see if that's true. If, if I should have the surgery today or tomorrow or, or I can wait beyond the 72 hours. Um, you would be able to look at my chart and be able to give me the best suggestion. Yeah, in this event, you know, in terms of very urgency, we might not really, you know, insist that, you know, oh, you should avoid surgery or that kind of stuff. But, you know, we we rather advise that, oh, you know, like we try to figure out whether, you know, whether the surgery is required or not, that, you know, we try to figure out. And just in case, you know, if uh, some support of, you know, prayers or remedies is required in order to get that surgery done in a, in a very easy and, you know, meaning, I mean, like, successful way mm-hmm. that we can do. 
but you know, in terms of urgency, we just don't say that you know you should avoid that because this has to do with the life of you know one individual. So we don't take such things. Usually, you like to know the hour a person is born or yes. the time a person is born and where they were born, and that helps. If somebody does not know that information about themselves, you know, say someone was an orphan, abandoned on some mm. day and finds himself somewhere, and then they come to you 20 years later but don't know, and you're going to make a, an astrological decision for their health, how do you go about that then? I still can do the reading. You? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, the thing is that, you know, the moment they thought of, you know, really consulting the astrology, astrologer is very important, that very moment that they have decided to come to the astrologer. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. based on that moment, you know, we are going to have complete reading of that person, telling each and everything about that person. Hmm. When, I, when I was born... I don't share things, <laughs> but I'm free to say whatever I want. You are free here. <laughs> free. Uh, for my entire life, my mother told me that I was born at 8 o'clock in the evening in New York, and I knew I was born in New York. Um, but after she passed away, I got a copy of my birth certificate. <laughs> and before I say that I, what I found out, I had had a number of astrological readings based on what I told her. So when I saw my original birth certificate, I was not born at the time <laughs> that she told me I was. Yeah. So does that matter that much? Yeah, actually, you know, when people insist to do the reading based on, you know, individual year, month, day, and time of birth, surely we need the time. But from my experience, you know, that I come across many people, you know, asking, you know, for a reading without having, you know, like your time of birth. So I have to think over, and now, you know, I have uh, figured out that, you know, even the time that person really thought of coming to, you know, the astrologer for the reading, that desire and excitement, that really has to do with the reading and, you know, really comes up well. Interesting. That's really interesting. So, so it, it's... Almost sounds like when the person is aligned to yeah. to and open sure. to the information that you will be able to process the information. Right. I like that. It's I, I I really like that because because I think I have encountered the same kind of astrology readings which they have to have your birthday they have to have your time and I'm going but I was born in Hong Kong. Do you take that into consideration? I was born in a different time zone. Is that taken into consideration? I had so many questions about that. And so often it's like, well, because of this planet is here and here and here, this is who and what you are. And I look and go, really? <laughs> you know, it's, it's very interesting. It's almost like a very linear outlook of, of what the reading was. Very linear. Like, like if this is point A and point B, this equals C. But what I'm hearing from you is that in the Tibetan astrology, there is really nothing so linear, like so set in place. 
Yeah, normally, you know, what in uh, what is said in our you know, astrological text is that, you know, there are a number of things to be considered, but, you know, there are a lot of things, you know, a lot of steps out there. But what is important is that, you know, you really need to use your wisdom and you really need to, you know, figure out what is going to go with the situation. You know, we just can't take everything out. Like there are a number of things and number of texts, you know, say different things, yeah, mm-hmm. in general. So we can just pick what is really, you know, use our wisdom or intelligence to do. So in this regard, that is really very relevant. That's the part I like about this. It seems like it goes away from the newspaper yes. uh, version of astrology to someone who is using wisdom, intelligence, as you say. Yeah, and also, like, you know, when we talk about you know, Tibetan astrology, you know, not just Tibetan astrology, astrology in general, you know, people say that, oh, this is superstitious stuff, mm-hmm. and, you know, they don't believe in all this, and, and some who believe a little bit in this, you know, they, you know, start saying that, oh, I don't want to be in more worry or trouble, you know, getting information that, oh, I'm not going to live long or I will have some trouble there, here, there, you know. So I have been telling them that this is really untrue, you know. We are not telling any kind of or giving any kind of information from astrological perspective that, oh, you are going to suffer and you have to face that, you know. We mm. never say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what we, you know, like really, you know, do is that to benefit others and to help others to get rid of, you know, difficulty or problems. This is not our sort of, you know, aim or objective to trouble people mm-hmm. or, you know, let people in doubt or, you know, let people suffer in this, you know, suffering world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if um, someone were to come to you, um, does it matter how old, how, the age? Could it be a child? Could it be an elder? Does it matter? Yeah, age doesn't matter. But you know, in uh, most of the Tibetan cases, they have you know parents coming forward with a child. You know, even you know, like just uh, a day old or you know something like that. Mm. You know, just to get the reading in order to you know find out how your child is going to be. But in the West, we have more like, you know, more elderly people. But, you know, it has been much easier for us, you know, like since they don't know much about Tibetan astrology and astrology in general, you know, it has been easier because, you know, when we give information to them that, oh, that had happened in your life, you know, during that period, then they realize that, oh, you know, whatever information I'm going to give to them in, future that is going to happen because they have just noticed from their past experiences that you know everything had happened in the way that you know I have told so mm-hmm. so it's a lot easier for them to trust on you know for their future so so if, if someone comes and has a chart done okay. uh, like a life chart done Let's just say today I have my life chart done. And then in 10 years I see you again, or five years I see you again. Does that chart change? Uh, it doesn't change. Uh, the calculation doesn't change. But 
what has been said in the chat that we are we met now so in the chat you know i have told you that during certain time you are going to have a difficult time mm-hmm. yeah i'm also giving you remedies to get rid of that so you know during that particular time you you know before you enter that particular period you know difficult period you are going to do all the remedies prayers or whatever you know given so you are going to follow that and you are going to do all that before you really get into that difficult period mm-hmm. if you have done that really in the way that has been suggested then when we meet during that particular difficult period you will come to tell me that oh you know i did all the remedies and with this difficult period i don't suffer at all because mm-hmm. you have already done what you have to do it so it's going to be really you know very helpful to do all the remedies beforehand mm-hmm. not just that interesting because any time i've encountered an astrology chart is it was given to me but it was never and it was told this is a difficult period but i was never told how to fix it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> how about you and your experience uh, i've never had somebody interpreted in those ways they gave me the information and uh i because i never really asked for anything i was just curious about yes. all of it i wasn't uh asking for a question i didn't have to make a decision about something and uh so i never got interpretations or guidance in those respects except little things like be careful right now about don't do something financial or don't make a big decision or something like that um but i just had my chart i i wonder in your studies I looked at the uh Men Sikong Institute and it's astronomy and astrology is that correct? Yeah, we call it astro science so astrology and astronomy. So in astronomy I'm curious about this in our science at some point a few years ago the astronomers said that a planet that existed that we've all learned about Pluto for example was a planet that we all memorized and learned and then we find out from the astronomers that it's not necessarily a planet anymore does that change anything in astrology you know you know what is what is different in our you know uh, in a system or tradition is that you know in our text so they might have not said anything about pluto because you know uh, in our uh major uses of the planet we use up to saturn i don't understand that so so up to you, saturn yeah oh, okay saturn. so you know other three planets you so know the next like uranus, 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 yeah, uranus neptune, neptune, neptune and, pluto. and pluto we say that it is little too far away from us to ah, keep uh, to know? influence oh, ah. this is you know this is just our consideration oh good i feel better now yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they just ruined all the other western charts. <laughs> I have another question. This is a little more social. You mentioned a little while ago that you're an astrologer, your husband is an astrologer and your son is an astrologer. Do you ever have 
who wins in the argument using which stars and planets when you try to prove something? Hey, mom, I want to go do this. Oh, no, you can't. You know, because the stars don't know how my stars say it. Do you ever have these kind of discussions among each other in your family? No, we, we go equally well together. <laughs> so we have no major contradiction or anything like that. You know, quite, go quite well with you know, such discussions. So. Especially, you know, uh, my son, you know, being a younger generation people, so it's very intelligent and <laughs> it's very well in that. So, no any major. <laughs> <laughs> well, your son now is a lecturer at the university, you were saying. Yeah, yeah lecturer at the Tibetan Medical and Astro College. Oh, Medical College. Tibetan Medical and Astro College. We have the Institute. Tibetan Medical and Astro Institute and Tibetan Medical and Astro College. So mm-hmm. where we studied. Mm-hmm. So he lectures now. He lectures now um, for the astrology students. That's amazing. <laughs> so um, if, if uh, I, I had also heard that for reading, people can have readings for themselves. People can also have readings like in the, I know in the Chinese astrology uh, that if we go, we can say, you know, ask questions like when is a good time to get married? What is a good year to have a child? Um, And and questions like that away from just our path. Is it the same with the Tibetan astrology? No, one can come up with any question. Any, you know, in terms of decision making, you know, one can come there whether this decision is going to be the right one or which one should be directing in, you know, one's life, you know, toward which field and, you know, even, you know, movement of houses, moving houses mm-hmm. from one to another and making choices among different, you know, locations. And, you know, of course, you know, we deal with, um, you know, favorable days for, you know, doing marital ceremony and, other ceremonies, so can come for anything. So I'm curious. It's uh, in the means of uh, you know that the I know with uh, the Ayurvedic world, they have their astrology as well. Ayurvedic yeah. astrology. Yes. I mean, is there similarity in the two? Yeah, there are some similarities. In terms of using the planet, you know, they also, I think, you know, in uh, in the traditional way, they use nine planets mm-hmm. as we are using it. Oh, also nine planets. Yeah. And also the solar and lunar system? Uh, I don't know. I've heard that they mm-hmm. might not be using, maybe a little bit different, but in terms of using the planet and in terms of, uh, I should mm-hmm. say, the constellations and all, we have seen. Now, they also have um, an area, and I don't know if it falls under astrology, I don't know if you know, but it's like the Chinese feng shui, mm-hmm. the geomancy. Mm-hmm. Does it does your form also, which is like uh, like in your home, which direction it should face? Should it face north, south, east, or west? Uh, should you um, put your table on a certain area of the room? Does your science also encompass that area? Yeah, that also, uh, you know, exists there in our system as well. Mm-hmm. 
part of the astrology department. Yeah. Yeah. We we try to figure out. You know, we suppose that yes, and uh, we call as Lumo the Naga. So we are going to face fix that according to the position of uh, the planet and you know degrees and different zodiac and then you know there's a particular part you know just uh, especially in terms of you know like when we go for uh, a construction major construction construction of a, uh, I should say that you know a huge sort of um, temple uh, it can have any anything you know like so for that we need to construct and for the construction it is very important to know the first spot where we are going to dig it mm-hmm. for the digging then you know with the help of you know having adjusted that uh, depending on the position of mm-hmm. the planet then here near the armpit we we have a special place where we can start digging at and we can also make experiment that you know how that palace or that you know particular uh, you know the building that we are going to construct is going to be you know there we can judge hmm. you know yeah. sometimes different stuff comes out so with the quality or the thing there we can you know we can also like this is the spot where we can back for the land hmm. to take out You've been practicing astrology for how long? Just 25 years. Just 25 years? Just. just. So <laughs> I wonder if in your 25 years, looking back, you would share with us maybe one or two experiences that you felt were really unique, working with someone that made a difference in a very special way. You know, the thing is that, you know, uh, I have been working with, uh, you know, preparing almanacs, calendars, and so on. And besides that, you know, I worked a lot with the people because uh, since I have been giving uh, lectures for non, uh, you know, Tibetans, for, you know, different courses that, you know, that were held in our institute itself. And also I have been visiting number of uh countries i can say that uh since 19 i should say 95 so mm. i have visited many countries in europe and japan and australia and and visiting now the second time to us so i have been doing most of the time you know lecturing and doing exhibition on tibetan medicine astrology and especially doing the consultation and you know, when we were doing consultation uh, in Tibetan astro science, before people just used to do uh, the reading in a written form. In a what? In most in written form. Oh, written. In written form. And when I first went to my tour, and to, uh, I should say, I have begun my tour in 1995 with uh, tour to U.S., and since I have to deal with number of people, you know, I just can't keep writing all the time. So I also have to be, you know, like with the time, 
you know. So I have started doing this oral consultation. So I meet people and do my calculation and then, you know, meet people, you know, telling all the information, you know, verbally, not written. So that has been a kind of, you know, mm. like thing that, you know, I have faced. It has been quite challenging as well, you know. This has not been the system in, you know, our tradition before. Mm. So, it's almost like in medicine where we now have very little time to see the patient that we used to. So you're having to compress things in a way. Is that what you're saying? And you're not writing as much? You're speaking more with them rather than doing the written? You know, if I will be writing all this, you know, I will have just time for one person to deal with, you know. When I'm traveling, I have to go with number of people and I really, you know, my purpose is to get really, you know, all these people satisfied and benefited. So I just can't just, you know, taking you know, like such long time with, you know, just one people. So I have to find, figure out that which is the right and the positive, positive way to really, you know, get things done. So from that moment, now I have been working with the people for many years and I think that, you know, what I have been doing, I think that many people quite satisfied and get benefited. So I really enjoy doing do you have to be in the same room as someone when you are doing the consultation? Um, uh, the person who is consulting? Yes. And not necessarily, even people don't, you know, really exist here. I mean, you know, being in a, some other place is also okay. Not necessarily mm -hmm. that, you know, they have to be face to face. Mm -hmm. And if I came in, let's just say, to say, oh, will you do a reading for me? Not for myself, but for Glenn. Yeah, you can do that, sure. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. We have a little issue with confidentiality here in the U.S. <laughs> I wonder if HIPAA yeah. falls under astrology. Oh, oh, but I can see, I, I understand now, because sometimes it's the marriage, right? The relationship. Yeah. If people are compatible. So, so ah. Okay. <laughs> have you ever have you ever done an astrology on someone in the uterus before Actually, they're before they're born? Normally, we don't do that because you know if we try to do that, then you know that that person yet has to be born, and just in case you know if somebody is really interested, then you know. Uh, we can base that particular moment of time that, you know, one consult for the reading. Mm -hmm. But normally we don't do that. We only do that, uh, we, you know, according to us, we always say that, you know, the time for that when the court is cut, that particular moment is very important. You know, we always note, note down the time when the court is cut. Right. When the cord is cut. cut yeah. So it's not when you're born. It's actually when the cord is cut. The best thing is when the cord is cut because, you know, the child is going to be independent from, you know, yeah. his or her mother. So this is very interesting. Now I have a, a question towards that. My son was born, but we never cut the cord. Mm -hmm. He was born and I placed the, it's called the lotus birth, where yeah. the placenta is placed in the bowl. And the umbilical cord is allowed to collapse 
on its own. So it dries and, and then it, it almost detaches itself, but it's almost 24 to 36 hours later. So because we never cut it, it is the, is it the time that it collapses and dries uh-huh. or the time that it actually comes off? No, uh, the main connection with the mother is cut or is still there. That is it's, important. It's so because, uh, in the teachings that I had come from, the the, the placenta uh-huh. is considered the mother. Uh-huh. Yes, okay. and so when you cut the cord, that's the severing from the mother, yeah. not yeah. me yeah. as the physical mother, but uh-huh. the placenta. Uh-huh. But we never cut it. It was when it collapsed on its own, and it is said that the the child's choice of when to separate. That's when it will dry and fall. Yeah. So I'm curious. So so would I calculate from the time that that you know that broke? Yeah. Because we never cut. Okay, that I mean you know, like this is uh, I'm hearing for the first time, obviously. <laughs> so stick yeah. around. <laughs> so you know, normally we say that, you know, like we consider the time when the cord is cut and, you know, like most of the time we have people coming with, you know, their time of birth, you know, that might be, you know, mm. a different level, maybe from the cord is cut or from when, you know, the child is yeah. born, so that can be of any, but if there is not a, a major sort of time difference, then that can be okay, but, you know, if this is a case of, say, one, several one, hours. Oh, then one day. Yeah, a whole twenty, maybe twenty six, twenty about thirty hours difference. That's yeah, then I think that you know that particular time when the court, you know, really, you know, fallen down. I think mm-hmm. that would be the nice, the right time. That's interesting. Yes, I also have never really experienced that. Yeah, you know, because usually when we're doing the delivery, we're cutting the cord, and that. That moment really does separate. The child actually is born. And independent, because, yeah. Right, and independent, I guess, is a better way, rather yeah. than being produced. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Mm. I had never even mm. thought of that before. But everything is starting to make sense now to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, well, the teachings were because when the child has been connected to the placenta, though it's been in the mother's womb, the child's been connected to the placenta. The placenta is what's been feeding the child, so that yeah. is the mother. For yeah. the nine months, or however many months, maybe seven, but yeah. it is connected. So, so the placenta is honored as the mother of the child. And when the child is born, it's already uh, the transition of birth is so, uh, uh, so I don't want to say difficult on the child, but it's such a a very yeah. powerful energetic transition that to sever from the mother right after is like one form of independence where you're coming out being birthed and then to have the mother severed yeah. from you immediately it's like that detachment it, um, in the teachings that that I had learned from some of my elders which is indigenous culture is right. the old you know tribal indigenous culture is that you want to honor the being that has been born, but you want to also honor the mother, the placenta that's formed 
that has fed and nourished this child for this long. So it is the child's choice of when the umbilical cord collapses. So it is truly independent then of that yeah. child's uh, readiness to step forward into this world. Yeah, this is really very interesting. Yes, yeah. yes. So hmm, maybe I should have a reading done for my son. <laughs> and okay. give you both times and see yeah. if it makes Did a you save the placenta? I mean, is yes. it somewhere in your house? Yeah, um, the, the placenta... The cord, actually, I kept, and, and I shaped it into a heart. Aww. I shaped it into a heart, and I've saved it dried into a heart, the cord itself. The placenta, um, we call placenta medicine. So we uh, f- um, uh, dehydrated the placenta. We sliced it, we dehydrated it, and so now it's thin wafers. And whenever there's a, a major illness... You crumble the, or not a major illness, if, if there's something that, a lot of discomfort, you crumble the placenta, the dry placenta, into the food and you mix it in mm-hmm. and you feed it back to the child to give that that energetic strength mm-hmm. of when the child was developing. So it's like you're feeding the cells back mm-hmm. to help rebalance and nourish. Yeah, in terms of cord, you know, when the cord is cut, that, you know, that we dry them and we give as an amulet, you know, for the child normally. And then whenever there is some, you know, any kind of trouble, like, you know, sometimes more problem, you know, we have, you know, they suffer, you know, the child has, you know, trouble with mouth, then maybe we can use this as a... Oh, when when the child is teething? Like when the teeth are coming out and it's painful? Or? Yeah, not really with the teeth. Sometimes, you know, trouble with the mouth, you know, we get some, you know, like mouth sick, yeah. Huh. So you can use that, you know, as a... Really, and and so you keep it for yeah, the lifetime give, of the yeah, child. Yeah, we keep you know as an amulet normally. You know, oh, that's interesting. So when you use it, you rub it. No, you, we can just you know rub it. <laughs> New medicine. New medicine. <laughs> that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Mm. I had uh, another question, but now yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in medicine. We're always trying to do things scientifically, and we look at things and we have an idea of what's right, and then over time we relook at it and relook at it, and sometimes it stays and sometimes it changes, and we make changes in our beliefs in how we practice medicine. Is there anything like that in astrology? So is a person that studied it many, many, many years ago learning the exact same, or is there anything that that's changed in astrology as you learn more about everything. Is that I a, don't get you exactly. Okay. Yeah. Is when you look at what you learn, yeah, is sure. there anything that gets questioned over time by newer astrologers that think things differently and might interpret something differently to where you say, okay, now we're going to, this is the way we need to think of it. Maybe I'm not asking the question correctly, but I'm trying to say or ask, does, it change? does astrology change? Will it ever change? Are there things that you can learn tomorrow that might say, whoa, we, we've been thinking this all along, but it's apparent that we should be thinking this way. Just like in medicine, sometimes we'll say, this is a good drug for this, and then we'll learn later on that it isn't, and we'll stop using it. 
I think that that kind of thing might not happen. But you know, we can come to learn of you know other more information and more, uh, you know, like uh, more in a sense that you know more new planet may come in or stars and so on. But you know what had been in the past is going to proceed with that. So I don't think there will be any major, you know, such major changes that you know, oh, that has never been that in that sense. Yeah, I don't think that such. Really, you know, so what you learned 25, 30 years ago is exactly yeah. what your son has learned. Yeah, same thing he has learned. And there's no, with him in discussions with you, there's, there's nothing that he might see or see the change because as the world continues to evolve and people continue to evolve and changes take place on the planet with beings, it does not shift the astrology. Yeah, uh, to, to traditionally, you know, what he has to learn, he's going to learn from that. And together with that, he can also have information from other, uh, I should say, astronomy and astrology, you know, mm. in addition to what he has learned from, you know, what I have learned. And you remain objective. And, and let's say you're trying to do a reading and you see something uh, and you're not sure. Maybe it was a bad day for you. Maybe something in your astrology was a day that maybe you shouldn't have done a reading. And But you have to do a reading because you're on your tour and somebody has come to see you and you're going to do a reading on them. How do you remain step out of yourself and do the reading and be completely objective about it. Yeah, the thing is that, you know, whenever I have uh, the feeling that, oh, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't get that feeling. Sometimes I get feeling that, oh, you know, today I should be more careful. Mm -hmm. So normally, you know, before we do, you know, all this reading, we always have, you know, some prayers or, you know, something that, you know, we normally practice so that you know really helps mm. to balance everything together with our you know experience and knowledge so so if I were to come to you for a reading and there are would you also if you saw what you did see uh, to circumvent certain situations you were saying earlier that you would give prayers you would you would suggest certain things to do. So these prayers, I'm assuming, are in Tibetan. Yeah, you know, the uh, prayers, uh, you know, like normally, you know, we have uh, certain remedies. So the uh, the remedies which has to relate with prayers are, you know, of course, you know, Tibetan prayers. Mm-hmm. So how would I, as an English speaker, be able to learn these remedies because they're in Tibetan. You know, the thing is that, you know, we we, we do not give prayers for each and every person, mm. you know. Prayers has to be like, you know, according to their sort of, you know, interest or taste. If they said that, oh, I'm, uh, you know, believer in Buddhism and I like to do this reading, I mean, you know, like reading mm-hmm. of prayers and so on, then, you know, one can just, you know, request that prayer to a monastery really to, you know, have that read. 
but you know, not necessarily that that individual has to do it. So it you know it is also a matter of you know being belief in that. Mm-hmm. But for non-believer, we normally you know give other remedies. In case of you know life danger, we suggest people to save life of animals or other beings. Or instead of health problem, we say that to help sick people, especially to get rid of your own health problems. Mm. And instead of you know like lacking of success and you know being failure in their sort of you know aims or objective, we suggest them to hang some prayer flags or you know help people in trouble so that you can get rid of you know mm. your own trouble. What goes around comes around. <laughs> Sometimes when people go to a, a doctor, they have a preconceived opinion of what they want to happen. And the doctor gives an opinion, and it might mean, not be the opinion that they like, so they look for a second opinion. Does that ever happen in astrology? Or do you ever suggest that someone see someone else for a second opinion? Yeah, you know, we normally, we, we also said that, you know, from my calculation, you know, it is going to come up like this, you know, in terms of decision making, mm-hmm. you know, especially, you know, that very urgent and important one. From my experience and from my astrology, this thing is going to happen. It shows like this. But just in case, if you want to seek other advices, you can go to other astrologers or some higher lamas or whosoever that you really consider as the right person to go for that. So I also used to, do, you know, give. But, you know, it depends. As some people, you know, they just come and they say that whatever you say, I really believe in that. So for such, we don't give any second option, you know, they, they might don't feel it, you know, very comfortable when we say of you know, really not being confident, you know. But those who are interested, some people, they said that, oh, you know, I did divination or, you know, I just, you know, went to somebody else for, you know, such thing. But I need, I want to make sure that, you know, what it's going to say. Yeah. For such, we are going to just, you know, let him or her know that from my calculation, it shows this and that. So you just compare with, you know, what you had from other place and then you just, you know, try to figure out which you should be going. Mm-hmm. So in, th- in this way, we can help them. Well, we're coming to the top of our hour now. Glenn, do you have any other questions that you'd like to ask? Mm-hmm. No, I do. (laughs) So we'll just have to have you back, or I'll have to come back on TOL again. No, we're just going over there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome to come there, and you'll enjoy, really, Mm. the place where we are, you know, I should say that where our institute is, it's really Dharamsala, a nice place, and and top of all, we have the His Holiness here, you know, blessing all the time. Mm. Yes. So, um, is there any advice that you would give people um, who do or don't come to you? Because you've you've done so many readings in your time. Is there any advice that you can share with us 
people should be aware of or conscious of in their life? Yeah, I should say that, you know, I I have seen many people you know, up to now in my ex I mean uh, experience of twenty five years and you know like in most of the time you know you know especially talking about people in terms of you know family I see that you know in terms of relationship most of the trouble they have is mm-hmm. you know because of not having enough time to you know be together so I think you know this is what I said you know like, like to suggest them to have enough time spent together so that you have a better relationship life so that you know they can have each and every decision in life really goes well thank you so much we have much. time for another yes. question oh sure okay we'll make it for you oh, <laughs> thank you so much I'm curious could you do an astrological reading, for example, on a country. Like, let's talk about the United States of America. We know when it was born. We know where it was born, right? Yeah, this is important, yeah. Can you do a chart on the United States and give an astrological reading to give us information that might be beneficial to our health? Yeah, in general, like, you know, we need a state, time, and place of birth. So that can be an individual, that can be a nation. And, you know, sometimes I I obviously say that, you know, India was born, you know, mm-hmm. in 1957 and, you know, like, in 1947, you know, their Independence Day and... Um, this one. Second October, no, not second October. So you know, based on you know, I'm sorry for not you yeah. know being able to, yeah. But based on you know mm-hmm. date, time, and place. I mean, uh, here I might not say about the place, but you know, date, time, and year. You know, we can calculate that for any, mm-hmm. for a nation or for individual. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for our country? <laughs> I have not done the chat yet. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Tonight, later. <laughs> That's great. Good answer. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sitting. It's You're wonderful to have you on our show and have you honor our communities and the global community of being here and sharing your expertise with us. And hopefully when you go back, that we can also uh, do some more with you through Skype. Okay. That would be wonderful to keep up and maybe even your family. <laughs> thank yeah, you. thank you very much for the opportunity. I enjoy it very much here. And you know, it has been really great. Wonderful. And thank you, Dr. Glenn Wallman, for joining Trinity of Life today. I knew you couldn't resist, could you? Really? really? <laughs> I may do this always now. Oh, there you go. I'm okay. addicted. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm taking some time off. and of course thank you to Segovia Smith and the Yoga Hub team for making this all possible this was quite an event and uh, as well as all of you for joining us in this new platform of information and education you know we are always grateful for your support and we would love to receive your feedback and suggestions so please don't be shy and continue to contact us now at the bottom of the site you will see that we have a link to um, uh, Sering uh, Chosum's uh, 
uh, site of the menzihang.org, the institute. And we really encourage you to learn more about this institute. They're doing such magnificent work for the communities there in India and Nepal. And uh, we encourage your support, of course. And on their site, you can learn about the organization. And you can also be able to view their many products. They have a a large line of books as well as some herbs and products as well uh, that they have. And we really encourage that. And they do have a book on Tibetan astrology. So anyone who is interested in this, and how could you not be after the show, please do uh, check that out on their website. So until next time, again, we look forward to your comments, suggestions, and questions. You can do that by scrolling down on the site and, and typing it into the comment box or giving us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. Please don't be shy. Give us a call. Until next time, thank you for joining us. Namaste.